0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Iron Money Podcast. This is your host, Donnie Tudall. Today, I'm going to talk to you guys about something a little bit more <clears throat> scientific than I normally would like to. So what I've done is kind of gone through and tried to make it as, uh, not, I mean, dumbed down and just relatable as I possibly can. So I had a therapy session today and it went really well. We um, spent a lot of time talking about really random things and it ended up... Uh, some of the questions that he asked were about, you know, different stressors in my life. And just so happens, like, you know, what's what's the primary challenge that your clients deal with that causes you stress? <clears throat> and I, I, I like giggled. and I was like, well, my primary challenge with my clients are my clients or some clients getting in their own way. And in the fitness industry, man, that is just rampant. Um, So many people do not know how to get out of their own way. And they expect just immediate, immediate changes. Um, You know, hey, man, like I I ate healthy for a week. Why am I not shredded? Why have I not dropped X amount of weight? Why haven't I done this? Well, because it was a week, first off. Or, hey, man, I signed up for coaching. I paid my money. I got my email. And I'm not, you know, I'm not getting better. Well, did you go to the gym? Yeah, like twice a week. Well, how many days are you supposed to go? Four. Did you do the whole program? No. Did you track your macros? No. Did you do X? No. Did you do Y? Yes. Okay, well, I mean, you did about 25% of what I asked you to do or what your coach asked you to do, and you're expecting results like you did 100%. Simply showing up, paying money, and employing somebody to help you improve your life is not going to improve your life. It's not going to improve your, your fitness It's not going to improve your nutrition. It's not going to help you lose weight. So I think one of the things that people really, one of the primary reasons why people struggle with that so much is they don't have an understanding of a couple primary things. Um, First off, they don't know what it takes to get to where they're going. And it's a lot harder more often than not than they realize. And it's a lot harder than anything else that they've ever done. Um, I asked, got asked a couple times, like, you know, what did you do? What did it take for you to become a professional athlete? Well, it took me doing something that I had never, ever done before. More than I understood that I could give, I had to give that and then some. And a lot of people will tap out before that time comes. Um, A lot of people will tap out before they get the opportunity to have that work, you know, come to fruition and actually get something out of it. Or a lot of people will tap out immediately because they're like, holy shit, that was a lot. I was not expecting that. And I changed my mind. That's fine. Be aware. It's just kind of one of those things. A lot of people want to get the results for the work that they did not do. They want to get that six-pack or get that 500-pound bench while not doing the work that it took to get there. Welcome to 2022. Welcome to social media. Welcome to no accountability and participation medals and things like that. So now that we kind of have that identified of like, you know, here's the reasons and all that type of stuff, this is one of the most impactful things that I think um, people need to hear and people need to understand more about, and it's going to help them understand the process that we have to go through in order to actually make genuine, long-lasting change in our lives, and that is called the trans-theoretical model. I'm really grateful that my that my therapist, Sean, brought it up today because I immediately was like, yep, yeah, all right, well, we're having this conversation. This is going on a podcast, so... The trans-theoretical model is also known as the stages of change. Change does not happen overnight. So this is six steps, and it's circular. Well, five steps are circular, uh, as sometimes you relapse, and then there's a sixth called termination, where you have, you know, quote-unquote one. So we're going to start from the beginning. I'm going to give you a rundown, and then I'm going to give you, you know, a simple... This is how this is how it uh, pertains to your fitness. So, step one, which is where you start, pre-contemplation. So, pre-contemplation is like you're not even aware that this is an issue. Like you're not, you're unaware of the need for change, or, or underestimate how beneficial change could be for you. Like all of your emphases are on the cons of change and. Honestly, those are usually just going to be excuses around like, you know, change is uncomfortable. So I don't want to create change in my life. So the example would be you're unaware that living in a caloric deficit made up of quote unquote healthy food is causing you to maintain or gain weight and wreck your metabolism. I had a conversation today and one of my friends, um, they're about 240 pounds. They are female they're about five foot two. And they are taken about 1,400 calories a day. Well, she's in starvation mode. And her metabolism isn't doing anything. So we realistically need to ramp her calories up tremendously to get her body to reset that metabolism. And then eventually she's going to start getting hungry at that. And then we can start cutting back from there. But you're aware that living in a caloric deficit made up of quote-unquote healthy food is causing you to maintain or gain weight and wreck your metabolism. It doesn't matter what you're eating. Sometimes, because if you're not getting enough food, your body's going to hold on to everything. It's going to store as long as possible and it stores as fat. Step two, contemplation. People are wanting to create basically a healthy, like a healthier pattern in their life, and they want to start it sooner than later. So this is like a six-month, like, you know, like, you're almost fed up with your own bullshit, but you're not totally fed up with your own bullshit. You're still going to sign off on some of it. And... But you are starting to recognize that your behavior may be problematic and you kind of start to, you know, focus more maybe on the pros of the change versus like how uncomfortable change is. So getting into that, the example, you're aware that maybe something is off in your diet and that's what's causing these issues in regard to your nutrition in regard to your weight plateau or your weight gain or your poor body composition or your poor energy or, you know, your menstrual cycle not being on or your sex drive being off, things like that. Like guys, food can really affect your whole life. And if we don't address it, it's going to continue to do so. And sometimes like a metabolic reset is a really difficult thing, but it's needed. The next and third step of, the trans theoretical model it's called preparation or determination. So this is when people, you know, they're ready to take action almost immediately. Like you're, you're over your own shit and you're going to begin kind of taking small steps to prepare. This is where a lot of people are finally reaching out for a coach and like, Hey man, I need help. Like I give up, I need accountability. I need your help. Let's get going. Like, All right, let's do it. But, um, People are ready to start taking action almost immediately and they kind of, you know, start to take small steps to prepare and they know that this is going to create a healthier life. Like you're just sitting there excited. Like, you know, it would be like, you know, I'm working this job and, and, uh, I getting paid $12 an hour, but I just put in my two weeks notice and I have a job that's going to be paying me $25 an hour. And I just got to go through those two weeks and do my part, closing out this job. And then I got to start this next job and I'm gonna get paid over double. And it's just kind of that waiting period of like, I know what I'm doing. i made the commitment. I'm going to do it. And I'm really going to get rewarded for it. So, um, you know, making this back to the, you know, keeping in line with the example that we have, you start mentally preparing such as, you know, cleaning out the foods that, you know, you have little self-control over. Like I don't let ice cream sit in my freezer. I guarantee you I will get the munchies and I will eat that whole damn thing. I'll probably go to the store. Get some Oreos and chocolate syrup, put on that thing. Ice cream is my bane. It's terrible. Um, really, really struggle with ice cream. Oh, I want some ice cream, anyways. Um, but yeah, so sorry. Clean out foods that you have a little self control with. You might, uh, if you don't know how to track macros already, you might take a minute to learn. Download like My Fitness Pal. Get a food scale. Figure out how to set your macros, or get a coach that's going to help you set your macros, etc., etc. And, uh, you know, usually a lot of people, it's kind of like the uh, the pilgrimage, like, I'm, I'm going shopping, I'm going to start meal prepping, like, this is the shopping trip where I'm starting, you know, it's kind of like the last piece of that uh, preparation. Um, the next step, step four, would be action. And this is when you've recently changed that behavior, and you want to keep on this path towards new, healthier behaviors, like, you've kind of started, but you need reps, you need a lot of reps, you need a lot of time, and you need to really just kind of hammer, down allow grace allow balance like yeah you know what you're eating good and you know for this example like it was it was very simple you're not eating enough food there's gonna be days where you're like you know what, dude i'm not hungry i'm not gonna eat all right like shit happens you know get this stuff like 80 percent. you're gonna notice a tremendous improvement in your life if you're doing this stuff at like 80 percent. don't gotta be perfect you're not gonna be perfect don't try and be perfect just Try to make some headway and be as consistent as you can. When you screw up, okay, get back to work the next day. But you don't have to go puke and start like, no, you're okay. Start the next day. Start the next meal, whatever it may be. Things happen. So, um, an example, you're eating healthier, following a plan, eating for what you need. Um, Not what you think is right, though. Like... Not what you think is right and you were told would work for you, even though it's what, like, a 105-pound girl needs to eat to lose weight and you're a 200-pound male. That's not going to (laughs) work. That's not going to work. Like, it's not Cosmo. We're not trying to be runway models and starve ourselves into being, quote-unquote, presentable for the runway. That's not what it is. We're trying to, you know, get our uh, metabolic issues taken care of, get our metabolism actually working, allowing us to properly take care of our body, get our hormones back in check, things like that pretty simple. Um, but you are feeling better. Your clothes are fitting better and, or at least seemingly fitting different. And your energy is up. Like your energy is, well, it used to be like, you know, dog shit three. Now it's like, damn, I got like six, seven, honestly, like the best energy I've ever had was when I ate vegan for a month. Like I woke up like at seven, I was ready to roll. My body was not all jacked from, you know, processing meat that I love to eat. steak and things like that. So I'm not doing that again, but it was, it was interesting. And just knowing how poor people's energies can be, um, while eating normal food and then adjusting what they're eating and making sure that they're eating enough, like, and having the same energy increase that I saw when I tried vegan in a normal diet for people like, man, y'all don't know what you're missing out on by not fueling your bodies properly. It's not helping you cut weight. It's just helping you destroy your body. That's that's not what we want to do. So, um, moving on. The next one is five. And this is kind of the end one. If you're going to continue like in a rotation, because you're going to, you're going to relapse. You're going to step back. You're going to struggle things like that. That's okay. But you've been at it for about six months and you want to continue with behavior. Um, and this is, again, this is where people kind of start to prevent relapses in this stage. Like staying on your, staying on the grind, staying, like doing things how you're supposed to keeping it up. And, uh one of the biggest pieces to keeping it up is allowing balance in your life but you've been at it you see legitimate improvements in your digestive health in your energy in your clarity your relationship with food is improved your clothes definitely fit different and they're more comfortable and they're better maybe you have to buy new clothes and your body composition like bro you look good naked sister whatever bro whatever whoever it may be like y'all are gonna look good naked y'all are gonna be so happy with how you feel like It's going to be checking all these boxes at this point. You're like, yeah, this is why I did this. This is, this is what it is. I need to maintain this. And then finally, not everybody reaches this. In fact, like most people don't reach this, but this is called termination. This is the the sixth and the final stage of change. Um, This is where people have zero desire to go back to their old ways and unhealthy behaviors. Like this is a rare achievement. And people will more often than not stay in that maintenance phase. But man, it is when you're in that maintenance phase, when you're close to this termination phase, like I know I've, I've had situations like this in my life where I have got to this and it is life changing. It is genuinely worth everything. And like you clear that behavior out of your life and it stops taking up space and you're allowed to get that space and that piece to something else. And that's amazing. So you know, the example here is the thought of going back to eating like a prisoner of war. It just like, it's, it's hysterical to you. Like, why did I do that? Why did I think that that was going to work? And I understand like, oh, you have to be in a caloric deficit in order to lose weight. Yeah. Like if everything else is perfect. But there's a lot of things that people don't tell you out there. Like, yeah, yes, you're right. In order to lose weight, you need to be in a caloric deficit. They're going to tell you how to get there. Like what, what is going to get you there, but they're not going to show you the steps that it takes to get there. Like same thing right here. I'm going to tell you guys like, Hey, in order to, um, in order to lose weight, you're going to need to do a metabolic reset. You're going to need to bump your calories up, get your body actually working correctly. You might gain a little bit of weight during that time to be totally honest with you. And once we get your body to a point where it's fueled correctly, and you're actually getting hungry at like twice as, twice the calories that you used to eat, then we can kind of start working backwards and start whittling that down to where your body needs to be to lose weight healthily. Now I'm not going to tell you how to do that. I'm going to paint the big picture for you. But if you want me to tell you how to do it, like you're going to have to hire me as your coach. And it's the same thing. A lot of these people do like, um, they're going to, they're going to tell you very simply like, Oh yeah, eat less calories than you need. You're going to lose weight. But then you're on a medication. But then you're going for this, you're going for that. And there's like these different things that are put out there to create problems that these people can fix. So, hey, I'm going to create a problem and then people are going to have to come to me to fix it. And that's supply and demand. And like, it's not right, but it's it's what it is. And that's how the world works. So, that's a big deal. Keep that in mind. So, the thought of going back to eating like a prisoner of war makes you laugh. You are entirely content with this new way of fueling and caring for your body. And you are unwilling to let these improvements and this new lifestyle. And these lifestyle changes go away. Like, this is me. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. These are, the, these are the changes that I've made through so much hard work. And I'm unwilling to let them go. So, guys, change does not come overnight. It doesn't. I've been training my ass off for years just to get to where I'm at. I'm not that good. Realistically, I'm, I'm not that good um, in my business. I'm not that good in... As a coach, um, I'm not that good of, as a person, um, as a lifter, the, when I was playing football, even when I got to the NFL level, not that good. There's guys and people who are a lot better than me at everything that I do, but I am so much better than what I used to be, and it took years and years and years, and it took a lot of sacrifice, too, and that's one of the things that people don't understand, like, you know, I use this example because it was a good example that I spoke about with my therapist. Um, when I made the decision to start using steroids, um, I was at a point in my life where it was all in or all out, and I partied a lot. I did a lot of stuff that wasn't healthy for my body. I just drank a lot. There was no like, you know, I didn't smoke weed or anything like that at that point. There was no drugs, no hard drug use, anything like that. I just go out and party and not sleep good, not eat good, nothing like that. When I decided to you know, unnaturally enhance my body. I knew that if I continue with some of those habits, I was going to hurt myself. It was going to hinder my ability to have a normal life moving forward. And I had to make a lot of sacrifices to make it worth taking that next step. Now, when you're going for the NFL and everyone that you're going against is, you know, doing the exact same thing you are, which they are, um, no matter if they're tested or not, it is what it is. Don't be naive. Some of y'all are naive. The people that you guys look up to and you know, oh, this is my hero. Like, they take steroids, sorry about it, and you sit so there and knock and say that people that don't that do are terrible and whatever, like, so are your heroes. So don't put your heroes on such a pedestal. But I was willing to sacrifice stuff that seemingly meant a lot to me. Like, I wanted to go party, I want to go do this, I want to go do that, like shit, dude. I live in LA. And I was in my early twenties and I could get realistically whatever the hell I wanted whenever I wanted. And I didn't, um, I'd go to the gym, I'd train, eat, coach, I'd work and I'd kick it and play video games with my boys because I knew that was the most entertaining way that I'd be able to be at home, be off my feet and recover. So I could go out and snap for two hours or three hours and do my agility drills and go do whatever I needed to do to progress myself as an athlete. As a football player, as a long snapper, as a fullback, as a lifter, as a coach, like I bought into my growth as a human being versus my growth in the nightlife. And, um, you know, that level of sacrifice was a big deal for me, but I knew it was right. Um, A lot of people are not willing to make that sacrifice to get what they want, to get the changes that they need. That they deserve, and I think that is the other thing. Like, it doesn't happen immediately, and you have to sacrifice stuff that you might really like. And with those two things, people are like, ah, "I'm out, like, man." Like, you're not even allowing yourself to kind of see what you could, what you could achieve. And then you're like, I'm not even talking like just like getting on gear. Like, it's just a good example, and it keeps on being asked, so I'm putting it out here right now. That is that's one of the biggest reasons why I don't think people should, because a lot of people are not willing to sacrifice the rest of the bullshit in their life in order to make it make sense, you know, I know plenty of piloters who are natural and things like that, and they go party, and they do the things, and they're not very good lifters, whether they're natural or not, like, you know, but they're, they're making decisions to, like, still go have a life and not, you know, have a balanced life, they go do the things that they enjoy, but when you make that decision, that commitment to, like, really taking it and Go to the next level like you're going to lose some of that balance in regard to that and a lot of people aren't willing to do it I know I'm going to get hung I don't want to get tore apart on this thing but um you know a lot of people are going to go oh you know you, you take gear things like that well first and foremost like you couldn't hold my jock strap when I was natural like you couldn't hang with me as a natural athlete sure as shit can't hang with me as a as a non-natural athlete but you guys that want to run your mouse at 22. My numbers at 22, you guys still can't hit whether you get on shit or not. And just what it was. I had a a decade of of serious, serious commitment and getting as strong as I possibly could. More than a decade. And uh, naturally. So, blah, 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 like built on this. No, definitely not. So, if you got something to say, like say it publicly so we can address it. But, you know, the sacrifice was made. For years, I didn't party in high school. I didn't go do anything in high school. Um, I didn't start partying really until I got to college, and I sacrificed all that to try and just get the opportunity to go to college. And then when the NFL stuff buckled, like kind of came around, I had to buckle down and reassess my my goals and my priorities and go through you know this entire stages of change with this as well. And it's never ending. And every challenge that you have that means something to you, you're going to have to go through the trans theoretical model with it. And that's just, that's just how it is. That's just life. That's what it is. And that's just how it works. So I hope that some of these examples and some of the vulnerability in this thats the first time I've actually said that openly. No, no offense or buts about it publicly like this in a, you know, consumable format. Um, but I hope that illustrates what it takes guys. Um, there's a lot to it. And I think that's something that people are not very realistic with themselves. So to those people, those of you guys out there that are struggling with success, like look within, what have you sacrificed to achieve that success? Have you given it enough time? Have you really bought in? I'm not saying it's sort of being bought in. Like if you have big time goals, you need big time buying. If, uh, if you want to be in the 1%, you got to do you got to be willing to do what the 99% is unwilling to do. Um, and your level of genuine, you know, in your heart of hearts, you're not selling yourself a false bill of goods. When you know that you did everything you could, you're going to be happy with what you got because it was everything you had to give. And if it's your goal, if you accomplish your goal, it's going to be great. And if it's not, you know that you gave it, you're going to be happy with that though, because you know, you maximize it and you can build from there. So, Hopefully some of you guys take the time to Google the trans theoretical model and research a little bit because I just gave it to you how it made sense to me. The way I, um, you know, intake information is different than a lot of people. I try and spin that around and give it back in a very consumable manner, but I don't always do a good job. So I encourage you trans theoretical model stages of change, Google that stuff. And uh, really be vulnerable with yourself and honest with yourself and ask, like, did I do what I needed to do in order to accomplish the goal that I set forth? Paying the money to the coach, signing up for the cool thing, doing whatever. That's not that's not what's going to get you where you want to go. Like selling your soul to that. Selling your soul to that devil is what is going to get you where you want to be and i hope that you guys are able to do that with something in life because i can say when you accomplish that goal and you genuinely like sold out gave everything that you had in your heart to that it is the most worthwhile investment that you will ever make so appreciate you guys tuning in to the iron money podcast as always i appreciate you guys later